So I lift my hands to the God that guides me, to the one that finds me. Even in my darkest days, he walks beside me singing songs of freedom, always singing songs of life. And they're leading me out of the darkness and they're bringing me into the light. Hey, he never said it would be easy. No, he never said we would be safe. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to the Her Words My Healing Podcast. I am your host, Andrea, and I want to welcome you to the newest addition to your pre existing safe spaces. Here we are, a family of women, possibly some men too. Hey, y'all. Ready to bear our truths, share our stories, heal from our past and encourage those around us to embrace the same. We are a weekly podcast that airs every Saturday morning, ready to start the conversations on all the topics we can think of. But don't let the conversation stop here. This podcast is designed so that you can feel encouraged to continue the conversation with those around you. So let's start the healing, y'all. I see a lot of pain. I see a lot of reason. We could call it quits, just call it a day. Oh my goodness, it is our first episode. (laughs) I am beyond excited and I'm so very grateful for this opportunity, for this blessing, for this new journey, just to open up, start the conversation of healing by just opening up and sharing my story as well as hearing my listeners' stories. I'm just, I'm so excited. Thank you for listening in on our first episode. I hope that um, everyone was able to check out the trailer that has launched and it was just fun and I really did like it. You know, I produced that myself, not the music, the the trailer itself, just putting everything together. So really, really excited about that. I hope you guys check that out. And I just hope that everyone joins the family, just comes together and cultivate a community of women that aren't afraid to express themselves and express their stories and just really try to heal themselves as well as help others heal, letting them know that it's going to be okay, that it's okay to express yourself, it's okay to express your story, because someone else needs it. I'm a firm believer that we don't go through what we go through for ourselves. I truly believe we go through what we go through so that we can be a witness, we can be a testimony to someone else, because a lot of times the world tries to make us feel like we are in this alone, and we're not. We're definitely not in this alone. So thank you so much for tuning in and coming back and just listening in. I'm I'm excited. Let me put a disclaimer in here. I am not a licensed therapist. Let's just get that out there now. I am not a licensed therapist. I am not someone that you should come to for professional advice or professional opinions because that's not me. That's not the role that I play. I am just one person. This is a one person's opinion. This is one person's stories. And that's what I bring to the table. That's what I offer. So I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I do advise if you're dealing with something and you feel the need to to branch out or to reach out to a therapist or a counselor, please do that. Please reach out to someone because mental health is so serious. It's so important because the mind can play cruel tricks on you. So please, 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 please reach out to a professional. This podcast is going to be a weekly podcast it's going to be uploaded every Saturday morning so please tune in times will vary but it will be in the morning sometime in between 6 a.m and noon it will 
be it will be up so please stay tuned for each episode I'm excited about it I'm excited about the topics to come excited about the interviews that we're gonna have and I hope you guys enjoy it if you have not already please follow the podcast her words my healing on all of our social media we are her words my healing on Facebook we are soon to come on Instagram um, I haven't come up with a name or a page for that yet but that is soon to come so I'll probably leave that in the description or in the comment section of this podcast um, and I'll also be launching it on my social media so that that way my followers on my social media will be able to see the podcasts page and be able to go and follow that easily so yeah also you will be able to find us on Spotify iTunes uh, and Google Play so I'm trying to make this easy for everybody to access uh, without overwhelming myself with all of the <laughs> different avenues of hearing podcasts so those three are our first three and of course as we grow we'll branch out and explore other avenues of people hearing the podcast so that we can get more exposure you know all right so just to introduce how the episodes are going to go the layout simply will start off in prayer and for those of you that don't necessarily pray or don't necessarily believe in God like that's completely understandable I get that but for me for the show that God put on my heart to create we're going to start off in prayer (laughs) so that's our first thing we're going to have our in other words segment and that's basically just where I'll share like funny stories or past experiences with communication current experiences with communication current stories and I'll go into depth further when we get to that segment in this episode but that's going to be following the prayer and then we're going to have the main topic of course we're going to have our segment insightful moments and that's just going to be me you know with whether it be an uplifting word a quote a scripture something funny I heard or something like that just something to lighten the load lighten the mood and just to send you off into the next week with a great great mindset you know and that's pretty much it that's how the episodes are gonna go to start off I'm so excited (laughs) y'all but to start off let's pray Lord God I just thank you for this day I thank you for your grace I thank you for your mercy I thank you for your kindness I thank you for this the start to a new journey and I just pray that everything you want this this podcast to be everything you want it to accomplish God I pray that you do that you manifest it and I thank you for allowing me to be the vessel that creates it and brings it forth I thank you for the listeners I thank you for the healing that is to come and I thank you for the growth that we are to see in Jesus name amen If there is still light, then there is still love. There is still hope, just a flicker's enough. It only takes one. All right. So welcome back. Now we're going to get jump into our in other words segment. In this segment, I will share a real life stories in this segment about communication, about my experience with communication or about other people's experiences with communication. So if you have a story funny or serious, it doesn't matter. Um, if you have a story that you want me to share, please go on to any of our social media platforms, DM me, comment down below if you're bold like that. <laughs> Um, and share your story with me and it will get featured on an episode. I can't promise you which episode it will be, but it will get featured. Please keep the stories PG, y'all. PG, <laughs> okay? All right, so 
For this story, I originally had a childhood story that I was going to share with everybody. However, that didn't happen. I had it all written out, you know, the story, what happened, all the details so that I wouldn't forget anything. And then yesterday, I had a experience. I had a encounter with the person. This, it was a guy. And you could clearly tell that he was trying to hit on me. And if those of you that do not know, I'm an African-American woman. So uh, this gentleman was not African-American. He was Caucasian and nothing's wrong with that. Trust and believe nothing is wrong with that. So I was standing outside of a store, you know, COVID, we was masked up and everything ready to go. And he comes up behind me in the line and he asks me like, how many people are they letting in at a time? Mind you, I understood why he was asking because (laughs) Shawty, it was hot. (laughs) It was hot. I was sweating and didn't nobody want to be outside for that long. But I had just gotten there like two seconds before him. So I didn't know. So, you know, I politely told him like, oh, you know, I don't know how many people they're letting in. I just, you know, just got here. He was like, oh, okay, me too. In my head, I was just like, yeah, I saw you when you pulled up and when you got in the line. Like, I know you just got here. But, you know, I didn't say that, you know, just kept it polite. So um, he proceeds to continue conversation with me, which is interesting because I am an introvert at heart. And I'll get into that when we talk about the actual topic. So me standing in the line, not talking to anybody is natural to me. Like I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable when someone tries to start talking to me. That's when I become uncomfortable. However, not over the years, I've gotten over it. So he proceeds to ask me, do I do music? Granted, I should have said this from the beginning. We were in front of Guitar Center and I needed to get some things for the podcast. So, you know, that's where I went. That's where I chose to go. So I proceeded to tell him, no, I am creating a podcast. He's like, oh, you know, that's cool. That's cool. And I proceeded, you know, to be polite. And I was just like, oh, okay, do you do music? And he was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I feel like when people tell you like, yeah, you know, that means they're about to go into a whole story. So he proceeds to say that he's into music. It's starting out as a hobby. He's like producing music. And I, um, and I guess I prejudged him based off of what he was wearing. I mean, he was in cut up, like rugged jeans, cowboy boots, and a t-shirt. I was like, okay, you know, he's a country boy. You know, it's cool. Y'all, he asked me, did I want to listen to his music? (laughs) And I'm not laughing because of his music. I'm laughing because... It just seems like if you're trying to pick me up, don't pick me up with your music demo. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, granted, your music could be amazing and you could be very, very talented. But to pick me up on a personal level, I don't really want to hear about your music. I want to hear about like you, you know, but I don't know. Anywho, he proceeds to play me his demo. Y'all, I was so freaking shocked. (laughs) It was rap. It was rap music, y'all. I was so, I was so shocked. But it was good. His his demo was really good. Like the beat that he created was really, really good. And he was like, you know, I just, I created it on my phone. I was, I was very impressed that he could make that kind of beat on a phone, on a cell phone. Mind you, I don't know anything about music production. Like, so I don't know what you can do on a cell phone, but I was really impressed by that. And y'all, I don't know if he was comfortable with me or if he just wanted to be friendly with me but he proceeded to rest his hand on my shoulder and in my head I was like first of all COVID (laughs) we don't do that (laughs) but then in my head I was like you are a whole stranger why are you resting your hand on my shoulder like this oh okay so (laughs) 
he proceeds to, you know, play me his demo or whatever. And then I'm thinking, that's it. Like, he played me his demo. I told him, you know, it was nice or whatever. No, no, no. He proceeds to talk to me about his son and how his son is into music and how him and his son do this together and this, that, and the third. And then he proceeds to go on to tell me that he's in the military and that he's getting out in 30 days. And he, you know, I ask him, you know, what are you going to do after? Because, you know, I'm not going to be rude and not continue conversation especially if you're opening up to me like that so um he proceeds to tell me you know he wants to be a pilot he's going to school this that and the third and I was like oh okay you know that's cool so in my head I'm just thinking okay when is this like how is this conversation going to end because in the meantime of us communicating like the line we're getting closer and closer to the door so and they're only letting one person in at a time so I knew okay once I get in I probably won't see him again okay cool you know (laughs) All right, that, that works for me. We're getting closer and closer to the door. And he's still talking to me. And we just so happen to get on the topic of our current situation. And not with COVID, but with the Black Lives Matter movement. Which will be a, another episode, so stay tuned for that. But we just, the, he he brings the conversation up. Not me, <laughs> he does. He proceeds to tell me, you know, as he was in the army, he was in a leadership role. And he... The soldiers under him were of all ethnicities. So, you know, he he couldn't treat one differently than the other. And he doesn't believe in favoritism and this and the third. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, I understand that. I get that. No favoritism. You're not, you know, favoring one race or the other or you're not favoring one friend over the other things like that. I was like, I get that. I understand that. And then he proceeds to tell me what would end up being the end all be all comment to him ever having a chance to get my number. He proceeds to tell me that for him, he doesn't see color. Um, this, I understand, I understand what he probably meant by that. He meant no harm. I completely understand that. He probably meant like he does not see color in a racist manner. Like I completely understand that because he didn't, he wasn't a racist at all. I mean, he was trying to hit on me. I mean, I'm the blackest you can get. I'm just saying not, <laughs> not as in color, but as in like attitude. <laughs> just saying. But when he said it, it was, it was the first thing that popped in my head was if you don't see color on a personal level, like in a relationship, you can't see my struggle. You know, us ladies, we think 10 years down the road. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, let's say all goes well and we're together and I have an experience at work or I have an experience at the grocery store and I come to you and I'm trying to explain the situation. Granted, the situation would be a racial situation. And I come to you and I try to explain what happened why I feel the way I feel why it's affecting me to me in my head and this is just my own personal opinion if you don't see color then you won't understand why it affects me that way you won't be able to sympathize with what I'm going through because in order for you to sympathize with me you would have to see my color to know about my history and to know why it has such a major impact on me you would have to see my color to be able to navigate the situation the right way (laughs) 
And I say the right way because in a personal relationship, there are right and wrong ways to navigate things. Granted, there's right and wrong ways to navigate any relationship, but in a personal lover relationship, there are right and wrong ways. And that can determine the course of your relationship. It really, really can. So when he said that and he said it, he said it to me and he wasn't really looking at me when he said it. And I was really, really happy about that because... I can't really control my facial expressions when they first happen. I try. Like, it's like it jumps out and I try to reel it back in. But if you catch that jump out, there ain't nothing I can do about that. So when he said it, he wasn't looking at me. And I was happy because, baby, let me tell you, my face was just like, oh, the devil is alive. Mm. You just messed yourself up, bro. But it didn't hinder me from continuing the conversation. It just stopped any potential of him getting my number or us talking again or me even getting his name because I don't know what his name is. I do not know. To this day, I do not know what his name is. But I say all that and I share that story. One, because it was funny, you know, but also because I want... I want us to understand that we can have the purest intentions and we can mean well when we're communicating our points and our views, but we cannot control how people receive them. We can't control people's responses and we can't control when people shut down or when you say something that completely shuts them down from hearing anything else you have to say. Like we can't control those things. We can try to make sure that what you're saying and the point you're trying to make comes across the right way, but we can't control how people receive it. And that is okay. One, because I feel like communication is a, it's a learning experience it's like if somebody doesn't completely understand your story or completely understand the point that you're trying to make that's when you can communicate more and you can elaborate and you can explain so that your point comes across so even if you say something to someone and you have the best of intentions and it comes off the wrong way and the person may not doesn't take it the way that you wanted them to it's okay don't let that stop you from expressing yourself or expressing a point to them or trying to communicate with them nobody is a lost cause like even me in this situation (laughs) even though I shut him down I feel like if I had communicated oh well what do you mean by that you don't see color that would have given him further explanation so that it could have maybe altered how I felt towards what he was saying or altered my perception and be like oh okay he didn't mean it the way I took it so let me switch up you know my response and really understand and try to understand what he's saying So I don't want anyone to try to communicate and not get your right point across or not be received well and then just shut it down. Don't shut it down. Do not. It's a learning thing. If that approach didn't work or if that point didn't come across right, try to figure out what does or try to explain yourself a little bit better because communication is key. And if we don't adjust how we communicate one or elaborate on what we're trying to communicate, we will always miss the mark with people and people will always have the wrong 
impression of what we were trying to say or what we were trying to do and then in turn have the wrong impression of us so communicate even if you have a point like the brother that was trying to talk to me and it didn't come across right you know never stop communicating never stop trying to get your point across because your point matters and what you're saying matters and if anybody tells you differently child they a lie if there was still light then there was still love there was still hope just a All right, y'all. So today's topic or today's episode topic is just on communication in general. Just giving you my thoughts about communication, giving you my personal experiences, where I started, where I am now, my struggles, my successes, what has worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. Um, And then I just want to end it with giving you three tips that have worked for me over the years with growing into an open communicator. Um, And maybe they'll help you. If they don't, that's completely fine. If they do, you know, woohoo, you know, I try. Communication for me, I guess, started rough. Um, It started non-existent. Let's just be honest. It started non-existent. And I say that because when I was younger, I was on my mom's side. I was the youngest of all the cousins for a for a long time I was the youngest of all the cousins and then on my dad's side I was one of the youngest not the youngest youngest but I was one of the youngest and for me that experience kind of silenced me a little just because I have all of these older cousins and they're voicing their opinions and they're saying what they mean and they you know mean what they say and for me I always felt like I had someone to speak for me it wasn't a bad thing trust me it was not a bad thing from time to time But I had all of these powerful influences above me and a lot of times I didn't have to say anything because my cousins would say it or my cousins would express it. So I didn't have to express myself a lot of the time. And as I grew up and as I got older, it was it was a hindrance because when it was time for me to speak and when it was time for me to voice my opinions, I didn't I don't I don't know if I didn't really have anything to say, to be honest. Um, It was like I didn't have anything to say, but when I did did have something to say I did not know how to articulate it in the right way that makes sense I didn't know how to express myself in the way that came across how I wanted people to receive it I would always say the wrong thing the opposite of what I meant and for me I think that kind of kept people from trying to hear what I had to say at a young age because I had all of these ideas as I grew up I had all these ideas I had all these thoughts um, and I had valuable thoughts valuable opinions I had valuable advice but a lot of times as I grew up it was always well you're the baby you know you're the youngest so no one really listened um they didn't take my thoughts or my advice as valid a lot of the time and that kind of just shut me down a little bit it shut me down from wanting to communicate with those people or wanting to express myself and that's kind of I think that's kind of where I found my introverted self a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the opinions that I had I just kept them to myself because I mean, nobody wanted to hear from the baby or the family. (laughs) And as I grew up and as I, you know, became an adult, people actually started to see oh, you actually know what you're talking about. You actually have valuable thoughts and valuable opinions, which was completely opposite of when I was younger. I still had those same thoughts and values, but I was just looked at as a baby, as a child because of my age instead of my mentality, if that makes sense. So that's where I was 
as a child with communication. Where I am now, I'm working on my communication and say a whole lot better, a whole lot better than where I was seven, eight years ago, but it's nowhere near where I want it to be now. So I'm, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, but I'm not fearful of communicating anymore, if that makes sense. I'm not fearful of expressing myself. Now, especially within this, the last, I would say two years, maybe, I demand of myself to express myself, if that makes sense. And maybe not even the last two years, maybe the last six months, to be honest, I demand for myself to open up, especially recently. And that will be a whole other episode in itself too. And when I say that I demand of myself to express myself, most of the time I was expressing myself to myself, if that makes sense. It was a demand that I put on myself to identify what I was going through. If I felt a certain type of way, I wanted to identify what that was, how I was feeling, why I was feeling that way. And most of the time I was not expressing that to other people. I was not openly just telling people how I felt, why I felt that way. Most of the time I was expressing myself to myself and basically talking to myself, talking to God. And that is completely fine because sometimes your feelings, they're so raw, they're so vulnerable that the only thing you can do is talk to yourself. And for me, that's where I was at. That's what I was dealing with. For me, I just demanded myself to express myself, sort of kind of to myself, if that makes sense. So my my personal growth, my personal journey with communication. Like I said, I was an introvert when I was younger. I was the baby of the family. So a lot of people spoke for me. People didn't really hear what I had to say because I was the baby of the family. However, I would say the turning point in my communication would be when I went off to college. College for me was, college for me was very isolating. And I say that not because I didn't have friends or not because I didn't have anyone to talk to. I isolated myself. Let me give you a little bit of context. So when I was in high school, I was never like a popular girl. I was never like in the it crowd. Like I was with a crowd and my crowd was bomb. Let me tell you, my crowd was bomb. But I was never like the it girl or the, the popular girl with the popular crew. Nah, that was never me. Boo boo, I had a unibrow in middle school. Like that's a story for another time. But I had a, I had a unibrow in middle school. Like baby girl was not in nobody's it crowd. <laughs> But in high school, I kind of, I was, I was an introvert already. I was full, full blown introvert. Like, let's just be honest. But when I graduated high school, I think that's when, that's when I had the, the mindset to, or the mindset of, okay, I can be completely isolated. I don't have to deal with high school drama, high school girls, uh, high school boys. I don't have to deal with any of, the, any of that. I'm going off to college and I can literally be to myself. I can literally just be to myself. I don't have to deal with anybody. And side note, that is the one of the reasons why I did not pledge a sorority. Not that I didn't think about it. Like it probably would have been fun, but one, <laughs> one, I did not want to deal with the females in high school. Not my friends. My friends were bomb. I love my friends, but it was the other females in high school. I didn't want to deal with that cat foolish and I did not want to deal with that anymore and for me when I was graduating high school the mindset that I had was all females are catty clearly like I don't want to get into another situation another like female field drama I did not know and I looked at a sorority as just that and I would always say I don't get along like I would always tell myself I don't get along with the females in high school why would I go and elect to just join another group of females And that, to be honest, that was my high school mindset. Now, like, 
I have a best friend who is uh, a member of a sorority. I love her to death. She is the most genuine, heartfelt person I've ever met. So that's not to knock anyone that's in a sorority or a fraternity. They're awesome. They're bomb. I love a good cute. I'm just saying. But that was my high school mindset, which was almost 10 years ago. So just to give you a little bit of context. But yeah, going into college, I was just dead set on being isolated. I was dead set on, I don't need anyone. I need to, I don't need anyone to validate me. I don't need friends. I just need to go to school, work, gain an education, get a job, live my life. That's where I had it. And that too was another one of the reasons why I didn't join a sorority was because I was so, let me tell you something. I was so naive. I was so naive to the fact that you needed people uh, to get ahead in this world. This was before I knew the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I was so hard pressed. (laughs) I was so hard pressed on the opposite. It's not who I know, it's what I know. I was so hard pressed on that, that I was like, I don't want to join a sorority so that I can get a leg up. Like I'm going to get a leg up because of what I know because of the work that I do because of the work ethic that I have like that's what I want I want my my work to speak for me y'all could clearly see that I was not educated uh, or I was not employed in college because uh, that was just the wrong thinking like that was the wrong thinking but that was the mindset I had going into college. I went to college like two weeks before college actually started my freshman year. I was a part of a program at the college that I went to, which was the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. Whoop, whoop. Yep. You know, (laughs) so I was a part of a program called SOAR. Um, I believe that was the name of the program think so and it was just where a group of freshmen came in two weeks before school started and got acclimated with the campus got to do programs just to kind of it was like college before college almost you know just like a preparation so that it wouldn't be so overwhelming I don't really know how I got involved in that program I can't tell you how that happened I know some of my friends now that I'm still friends with they could probably say this is how it happened because I don't remember I really don't but I met some amazing amazing people in that program and I met some friends that I would carry on to this day still to this day we are friends and we don't talk as much but we're still friends and it's like we still have that start to our journey to our friendship but after freshman year, um, because during the program, our freshman year, we had different events that we would do as a group collective. And that kept me inclusive in the group because for me, my mindset was, okay, you know, no more high school friends. I can focus on school. I don't have to have other friends and I can just, you know, be, be me. But when I did that program, there were different events throughout the year that kept us connected, kept us together. And to be honest, that saved me. Because if I had been a freshman and as isolated as I wanted to be, I probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> like I probably wouldn't have made it. I made really good friends. Shout out to my girl Shannon. I love her. We were roommates uh, sophomore year through senior year. We were roommates and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But for me, I think after freshman year, I just became so, I became the person that I wanted to be going into college. I became isolated. Other than like me talking to Shannon and maybe like two or three other people throughout the year that was it like I did not really socialize I didn't really go to events like that if I did I went with somebody else or I went with like a church function but I didn't really like go to events I didn't work I didn't I didn't really do anything to be honest so it was just like school homework school homework 
chill, that type of thing. So I feel like that's where I was in college. Like when I graduated college, I didn't graduate with anyone like really, really close to me. Like I have friends there, but as far as like going with someone there or hanging with somebody after, no. It was like I drove up from home to Greensboro the day of graduation with my family. We had lunch slash dinner at a restaurant and then we drove three hours back home. That was it. Like I didn't have any friends that I really celebrated with. And to be honest, back then, that's the way I wanted it to be. (laughs) That's the way I wanted it to be, not realizing that I kind of restricted myself from a lot of experiences and restricted myself from a lot of practice with communication because right out of college, I had to find a job. And with finding a job, you have to sell yourself. And with selling yourself, you have to be able to communicate what's good about you, what's not good about you, things like that. And I did not have that. I had the education, but I did did not have the communication skills to land me uh, the job. So yeah, that was one of my downfalls with college. And one thing that one of the things that I would uh, redo about college, to be honest, but yeah, that's what I think college is what kind of sealed my my isolation phase, cutting me off from communication and working towards being better at communicating. So yeah, where I am now, <laughs> I have to take a pause because where I am now is a complete 180 from where I was Um, definitely not where I want to be with my communication for sure but when I hear people tell me like the communication with you was like oh my goodness it was good the conversation with you was awesome or you know girl you couldn't have told me you was an introvert because you were so outgoing that to me is like it's like a wake-up call it's like a shock like oh my goodness Jaya you are not the person you used to be like you have grown you have matured you have learned so much and so it's it, it truly is like a such an amazing compliment to me so for where I am now I do still struggle I still struggle with the initial opening up like once I get once I'm able to open up and start talking it's it's a complete different story but me taking that first step to start talking is is it's hard it's difficult sometimes I have to coax myself into doing it I have to practice opening up what I'm going to say and let me be perfectly clear practicing what you're going to say and how you're going to say it does not make it inauthentic your communication is authentic because it's yours because it's your thoughts your opinions what you need to say so practicing how you're going to say it does not make it inauthentic does not make it fake it just means that you want to present it in the right way so that people receive it the way that you intend them to So that's where I am now. Um, I still talk to myself on a daily. (laughs) Y'all might think that's crazy, but that is how I learned how to communicate. I just started talking to myself and I'll go into that deeper into the tips that I have, but I just started talking to myself and in turn, I would switch it and I would start talking to God about it and kind of just hearing it out loud before I expressed it to someone else. So yeah, the good that's come from it, I have made so many connections with people. I have made business connections. I have made new friendships like I've truly made some good lifelong connections because of where I am with my communication now so I'm so thankful for that because I would not have the girlfriends that I have or I would not have the business connections that I have or I would not have the job that I have now if I did not grow in my communication over the years so I'm so happy about that I'm so grateful prime example me even just sitting talking to the guy outside of guitar center yesterday I would not have been able to do that 
y'all let me tell y'all when I when I was younger years ago my communication I was so awkward with my communication like I would want to say things like oh yeah really how is that for you like simple things like that in a in a conversation I would want to say those things but it would come out like oh okay cool and people would think that I did not want to talk to them half the time I didn't but I wanted to be that charismatic person and it just didn't translate (laughs) it didn't translate that well so being able to have the conversation that I had with the gentleman yesterday um, just showed me really how far I've come like how far I've come and it showed me also you know the growth areas that I need to have or I need to learn and grow from but it it was a really it was a really eye-opening thing in a positive way so I'm grateful about that my hope for the future my hope for my communication in the future is just want to continue to grow to continue to learn it's not it's not something I'm going to learn overnight it's not something that's going to change overnight it's not something that's going to change in a day it's going to take me actively wanting to change and actively wanting to be better for it to happen it's a daily thing like y'all it is a daily thing it's a daily process it's a daily journey and even sometimes like when my family texts me now to the to this day to this day let me stop when my family texts me now it is a struggle to not to want to text back but to feel comfortable texting back like I want to text back but it doesn't feel comfortable because I've done it completely different for so many years for so long that it feels uncomfortable to text back and to extend the conversation it, it feels completely uncomfortable completely unfamiliar even to this day and I me and my family have come a long way with communication so it's a daily thing it's a daily battle but I know seeing the the progress that I've made for so many years I know that it's only up from here it's only going to get better as long as I just keep working at it I have to keep working at it so one of my other hopes for um, my communication is understanding the balance understanding when to speak and what to say sometimes <laughs> you hear the expression well she has diarrhea of the mouth sometimes I have that and it comes off a lot with with guys or in guys that I'm interested in I'll have diarrhea of the mouth because for me it's like if I don't say this now I'll never say it and I just kind of go into the well if he likes it he likes it if he doesn't he doesn't and I'll just say it I'll just get it out and nine times out of ten it would ruin a relationship relationship but (laughs) it was a learning experience for me so uh, one thing that I do want to really focus on is understanding what to say when to say it how to say it and understanding or discerning what is worth sharing and what is worth keeping to myself because there are things that it's more valuable to keep to yourself and to keep sacred within yourself and not share it so that's one thing that I'm definitely going to learn and, and work on and grow with in the future so yeah my prayer for my listeners for y'all out there is just that start from where you are where you are is perfectly divine for you and where you want to be is a journey it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen tomorrow so literally take it step by step if all you can do today is send a text and say hey I'm not doing well or just say hey then do that it's there's no shame in where you are and there's no shame in how you get to where you want to be so my prayer for you guys is just to start no matter where it is how much it is how little it is just start it could be with yourself it could be with your spouse it could be with your girlfriends it could be with your family members whatever it is just start all right if there is still light then there is still love there is still hope just a flick goes enough it only takes one all right 
so guys, um, now I'm just going to jump into uh, the tips, the three tips that I would give anyone that's just starting out with uh, being being or becoming an open communicator. And for those that just need like a little little help, little refresher, you know. Um, so my first tip is get yourself prepared to be real, real uncomfortable. I feel like with growth, you have to be uncomfortable in order to grow. You have to be uncomfortable with your current situation to one, see a need to grow and then two, to go after being better. So for me, doing something that was completely different than what I was used to was difficult. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. It still is uncomfortable. Listen, I still get uncomfortable when I have to tell someone how I feel or how what they've done has made me feel, especially when the atmosphere is not susceptible to communication at that time like there's a there's a right and a wrong time and place to do everything and so to become an open communicator you have to get uncomfortable first it's not going to feel good to put yourself out there and be vulnerable it's never going to feel good to do that it's never going to feel good to bear it all <laughs> bear your emotions bear your thoughts bear your feelings it's, it doesn't feel good it really doesn't but that does not mean that it's not right for you you know what is right for you it's not going to feel good at first but over time as you do it more as you become comfortable with being vulnerable it begin it gets easier and the uncomfortable feeling for me I know for me personally it never goes away but it just gets duller like the uncomfortable feeling it gets easier to to brush over it or to say you know what it's uncomfortable but I need to do it you know so that would be my first tip to anyone trying to get started with being an open communicator really just get used to being uncomfortable and let that be your new norm. Second would be to start sharing small news first. It could be how you're doing today. It could be what happened to you yesterday. It could be a story like mine where a dude tried to hit on you and he said something that you didn't like and that goes into depth with how you're truly feeling about the situation. So start small. Don't go with, listen, I've been doing and dealing with X, Y, Z. If you're not ready to express that don't express something smaller so that you can grow and get stronger to be able to share those big things I would recommend if you're not ready to express those big things with the people around you start expressing those things to God he is an amazing comforter regardless with what you come to him with with what struggles you come to him with he is such a comforter and expressing how you feel to him for me me expressing myself to God it just feels like a weight is lifted off of my shoulder so I would suggest starting there um, and that brings me to my third tip start talking to yourself or to God first express those feelings and emotions to yourself or to God in many ways I know with me especially in the morning times on my way to work I will you know say a prayer I'll say a prayer when I wake up um, from bed and then I will on my way to work as I'm driving to work I will actively talk to God and it's just about anything that I'm feeling that I'm going through that I'm dealing with or things that I hope for things that I want to happen just actively talking to God is definitely a good practice a good practice for expressing yourself to people around you mind you God will always have the perfect response people will not but that is okay that that should not shield you or stop you or or hinder you from talking to people so those are my three tips first get uncomfortable 
get real uncomfortable. Two, start small. Share something small, some a small detail, a small feeling. Um, and three, share those things with yourself and with God first. I feel like God is a very discerning spirit. I know he helps me to understand what I should divulge and what I should share and then what I shouldn't. So I don't know if God is going to be that to you. I, I believe that he is because he's, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I would suggest starting there. So get real uncomfortable, share something small, and then share it with yourself and with God first. All right. And I hope that these tips help. They have helped me tremendously. I still do all three. Like sometimes if I share something big, like with my family members, I feel very vulnerable. And so the next time I talk to them or the next time I share something with them, it'll be small so that I can build up my wins. Almost like building up your wins to get ready for that big could be loss, (laughs) but it's not a loss with communication. It's never a loss. Build yourself up so that you get the stamina to share those those big things and those big feelings. So I hope those help you. Those definitely help me. And let me know if you try them out and let me know how they work for you, if they work for you. And let me know if you have some tips that you that you use actively within your communication, because I know that I can learn from other people and I now know that people can learn from me. <laughs> so yeah, just share with me, share with, uh, share with us on the social media platforms. Like I'm here for it all. All right. If there was still light, then there was still love. There was still hope, just a flicker's enough. It only takes one. All right, y'all. So moving on to the insightful moment segment of the show. Today's insightful moment is just going to be my prayer and my hope for the podcast. Starting this podcast was, it was necessary in the sense that I felt God tugging me to do it, but it was difficult knowing that I would have to open up and speak on what I consider to be a huge platform, which is anyone outside of my personal life. So for me, creating this space, I wanted to come into it knowing that this space was going to be a space of freedom, a space for women to be utterly free from every restraint, from every bit of judgment, um, from every bit of heartache and hardship. And it was going to be a place of healing. I'm really, really big on healing. I'm really, really big on learning, learning your triggers, learning what works for you, what helps you. I'm really, really big on that within myself. And I'm big on that with other people as well. So for me, I knew that I wanted this to be a place of healing. I didn't really know where I wanted it to go at first, but I believe God laid it on my heart to make it for women, about women, to heal women, if that makes sense. So yes, this podcast is just a space for hope and a space for power and a space for healing. So my prayer for the podcast is that every woman, every man, because men can listen as well, every person that listens to this just takes a bit of what is said in this podcast and it helps them it heals them it aids in their healing in some way or form so yes if there is still light then there is still love there is still hope just a flicker's enough it only takes one so yeah I just want to thank everyone for making it this far into the episode I'm so grateful and thankful for everybody coming to listen and to support the podcast I'm grateful just for everything that is going to take place with this podcast and thank y'all for supporting me you know it means a lot (laughs) I want to thank God first and foremost thank God as well just for blessing me with this gift blessing me with this journey and this purpose and I hope I don't fumble it Lord (laughs) I hope I don't fumble it 
I want to invite everyone to come on over to the podcast's Facebook page. I'm going to be there every Saturday morning to talk about the episode that's aired, to continue the conversation, answer some of your questions, take some of your comments, just to have an interactive moment after the show. So head on over there. Um, I'll be there waiting, probably talking to some people already. But yeah, just come on over and please, please, please do not let this be the end of the conversation for you. Whether you come join us on Facebook or whether you talk about this to someone um, that you love, someone that you're friends with or close with, continue the conversation. We may not think too much about general conversation, general communication, and how to really cultivate that into a positive atmosphere, but it is so important and it means so much when you're trying to get your point across or when you're receiving someone else's uh, points in communication as well. So please don't let this be the end of the conversation. Share it with someone, talk about it with someone, and please remember, we can only grow once we have truly healed. And to truly heal, we must first open our mouths and speak about it. So I ask everyone to follow us on Facebook, soon to come Instagram, Uh, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, rate the podcast, please leave a comment, whatever it allows you to do, please do it. (laughs) Sneak peek into next week's episode, we will have a deep conversation about the current Black Lives Matter movement, all that has happened, all that has transpired, proposing the question, do we want other people freely talking about this? To all of my healing sisters, open your mouth and keep the conversation flowing, keep the communication flowing, because someone truly needs to hear the words you have to say. There is hope in every situation, all this pain I'm facing. For every dream I'm chasing, there's hope. There is hope in every situation, all this pain I'm facing. For every generation, there's hope.